You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. This book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, you can please support this show by going to Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show, or just take a screenshot of this so you don't forget. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show, still one of the best ways to make your impact on this broadcast. And if you love this show, but maybe you just want to download it into podcast format, you want to take it on the road with you, you can now do so courtesy of magical producer Trevor, who uh, he does this every single day. He puts together the podcast and puts it out for you, and you can download it for free on all podcast formats at bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Again, take a screenshot, bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show is the podcast link. All right, good morning, February 2nd. Oh my God, it's Friday. That's right, Friday, February 2nd, 2024. <laughs> We're climbing back, baby. That's right, you know what it is. Three weeks from tomorrow, we're going to bend Nimrata Nikki Haley over the way she has been bent over so many times before in the back of a Cadillac SRX. That's right. MAGA is going to turn out. We're going to get focused today. We're going to talk strategy. We're going to talk fo like, uh, focus, strategy, and game plan for South Carolina. 21 days. Get your shit together. Now is the time. You can do anything for 21 days. We're going to dig in. We're going to talk a little bit about lifestyle. We're going to talk about uh, civic, uh, civic duty. We're going to talk a little bit about memes. We're going to get the team focused. I already got the meme team focused, but we're going to get them more focused, more inspired, more excited. And then we're going to get our incredible phone bankers excited. You got 21 days to go, phone bankers. Who is going to break the record? Who is going to convert more people from Haley to Trump? Who is going to make 5,000 calls between now and February 23rd? Fourth? Fourth. Hmm? Who's going who's gonna to do it? We're going to work our asses off. We're going to get focused because, look, every single one of these races are critical, but especially these early races. We want a knockout blow in South Carolina. Let's wrap this fucking thing up. Let's make Super Tuesday a formality for Donald J. Trump. Let's save the campaign a shit ton of money. Let's get ourselves focused on taking down the Democrats in the general election. We can't do it unless you finish off Nikki Haley. You got to do that. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to start that process today. Feels like the right time to do that. It's been a uh, very interesting week. A little stressful, a little bit, of, a lot of work going on. It always is. End of month. It's always crazy. But you know what? We've survived it. We're rolling into the weekend with some momentum. And uh, we're going to talk all about that today on The Dilly Show. Plus, we've got a really, really good Q&A Friday session. You guys aren't going to want to miss this. Uh, today's Friday Q&A. You guys turned out. I appreciate you. You asked a bunch of questions. Not just political. Some car. Some life. Romance. Weight loss. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? I told you to hold me accountable. I have to transform my body right in front of you. Right? 
Dilly got a little too soft through the winter. A little too soft through the winter. Having to harden back up. Got to get the shoulders back. Got to get the arms back. Got to get the traps back. Got to get the chest back. Got to get the legs back. You just fucking... Time to do some work. And uh, I'm 41 years young, and I expect all of you, regardless of your age, to be doing the same fucking thing. Whole Dilly meme team turning out in January. Collectively losing almost 50 pounds. Over 50 pounds, I believe. We're not fucking around either. Everybody on my team, it's it's time to get focused. So we're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk uh, some serious mindset stuff. And uh, we're also going to play some dank memes, much like that opener. Jay Scott, fucking heater, bro. Heater. I'm just telling you, Jay, sent that one straight over the campaign. and go, here, just fucking run this. It's like, I, I'm not joking. Sent it to him, said, here, save yourself a bunch of fucking time and energy and just run that. Just run this. Here you go. Three weeks straight. Just fuck it. Here's your ad for South Carolina. My boy Jay Scott took care of it. Dilly Meme Team's all over it. Here you go. I literally launched that to them. And they were like, okay, we're going to check it out. I said, okay, good. Just said, just take a look. Just tell me what you think. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it's, uh, I'm hoping that thing makes its way onto a, uh, a rally screen. Because that thing is, it's a, it's a heater. It's a fucking heater. Jay Scott, you killed it. So well done, sir. All right, we got to get this show started. But first, let's take care of our MAGA comers. Oh my God, it's angelpaste.com. That's right, the miracle cream. No more vanilla. It's gone till next year, you were warned. Actually, you know what? Shout out to the Dilly 300. You, uh, you sold them out before the end of the month anyway. You did. You crushed it so resoundingly. It was gone before the end of the month. We gave you till the end of the month to order and you sold it all out anyway. Angel Paste is an all-natural, organic, American-made miracle cream. It's homemade in Spring, Texas by the brilliant patriot Barbara Doty. It's formulated using a proprietary, water-free blend of food-grade plant oils. I use this every day and every night. Uh, I've had eczema for a number of years now, and I have not been able to figure out what can you know, get rid of this eczema. And you know what did? Angelpaste.com. Now, it, uh, it, it, it helps. It settled my entire skin barrier, Okay. No more, no more uh, scalp stuff. No more face, you know, stuff. No more dry skin on my eyes or above my eye. It's crazy. It worked really well. Angelpaste.com. It's an all-natural skincare product made by Patriots for Patriots. Go to angelpaste.com. Use promo code Dilly. It'll save you a dollar off, and more importantly, it'll allow them to track their progress uh, here on the Dilly Show. Angelpaste.com. Check them out today. Promo code Dilly.
There you go. Dillyshow.com is where you can get your Dilly Design merch. Courtesy of Magical Trevor. He helped design these things from dirt to shirt. No word of lie. Where are you going to find that, huh? From dirt to shirt. Where are you going to find uh, cotton grown in America, turned into a fucking super quality, high quality hoodie hmm? and t-shirt or pullover? That's right. That's what we do with these shirts from dirt to shirt. They are grown here, fabricated here, printed here, shipped here, all by Americans. And that's right. You're going to notice the difference. These, uh, I'm so proud of these, uh, these, this apparel. I really am. It, those hoodies, every single time I've worn one of the hoodies, whether it's the Dilly 300 uh, hoodie or the Dilly Meme Team hoodie or even that Randy pullover, they are so much warmer than anything else you'll buy. I challenge you. I dare you, seriously. Tell me you put one of these on and you didn't go, holy shit, this thing's like at least 30% warmer than every other hoodie I own. It's that quality. And the t-shirts are gorgeous and soft. Dillyshow.com. Check them out. I promise you will not be disappointed. All right. All right, here's the deal. Rumble. I'm looking down here. We got 2,100 of you hanging out. We got 300 fucking rumble little thumbs up things i mean can you can you help a dude out here can you just hit the little fucky fuck thumbs up for me thank you appreciate it appreciate it <clears throat> what's up d live how you guys doing all quiet on the western front or is it crazy over here hey you guys seem like you're doing good d live seems like it's doing good wait did we just go out on d live did i did i just collapse on d live Oh, no, there I am. There I am. I'm going see my stupid face. I'm there. I thought it, it, it wasn't. It was just me. How are you guys doing? D-Live, you behaving yourselves? Good. Good. All right. Well, Rumble's crushing it. I see you guys. They're, they're all rushing to hit that thumbs up now. Thank you, Rumble. The more you hit the thumbs up, the more we, uh, we, we you know, we can do some pretty cool things. <laughs> all right. Let's talk some strategy. First and foremost, first and foremost, we're going to start with phone bankers. Screenshot time. Take a picture. Take a picture. Right there. Phone bankers for President Donald J. Trump. First, you're going to email external affairs at djtfp24.com. You're going to say, hey, I am Dilly300 and I want to register to phone bank. You're going to give them your name and your email. When you receive the link for registration, which make sure you check spam folder. 99.99999% of the people who say they never got anything, it went to your spam. Next, when you're done with that, you're going to email shoppingwithwheels at gmail.com. Now, you're going to do that because he's going to give you the phone bank training. It's a crash course, and he's going to guide you to become a successful phone banker for Donald Trump. You don't have to be boots on the ground. You don't have to go and and knock on doors. All you got to do is take a screenshot of this, follow these two instructions, and jump in the game from your house. It will make a tremendous, tremendous difference. So that's what we want you doing for South Carolina. We need a resounding victory. Resounding. Couple of cleanup items. Going to be some disappointed people. You ready? Because I only want to say it once, then I'm going to just move on with it. So, 
We considered starting an additional meme army that we would sort of guide and do what we could. Unfortunately, once we started kicking around the idea and we started playing with a little bit, it ain't gonna work. Um, how do I put this in a nice way? We don't have the fucking time to teach people how to do what we do and how to message. And that's no knock against anybody that does memes. It's no knock against anybody that was uh, inquiring. We just don't have time. Like it's, we wanted to do it and I was like, by, by the time we started looking at what it all entailed, uh, nobody really has the time, unfortunately, to moderate, teach, educate, vet, and then fucking uh, babysit. So, look, it doesn't mean you shouldn't make memes, uh, obviously, for what's going on out there if you're a creator. It just means the Dilly Meme team has to stay focused on the Dilly Meme team. Um, it, it was once we started looking at it, and in in, in God bless you guys, but some of the questions we were getting, it was like, Unless you could walk in off the street and be like Maze or something wicked, we probably weren't going to be able to help you. And that was the challenge is, is like, I think we had some people who had really good intentions, but you know, I can't, I can't get 2021, you know, memers to be trying to do 2024 memes. If that feels like you got to just stay focused. And this is where I think a lot of people get offended when they hit me up. Oh, I like join the meme team. I'm like, I'm sure you fucking would. Number one. Number two, when you look at where the meme team is at now, it is so jaw-droppingly advanced from where memes were three years ago. Um, even the OGs who are in our room, a lot of the old, older uh, you know, OGs of doing memes, whether it's uh, William of Ockham or Soul Memes or Mad Liberals, um, even they look at us and go, fuck. Like, the level of shit that, that the meme team is doing now, it's like, that's... It's not, a, I mean, yes, there's still memes, but it's full-blown production now, um, which is why the Democrats are spending the money they are because they they know, they're like, holy shit, this is really advanced stuff, whether it's the the AI or the voice work or the uh, even the way that the, the, the edits and the, like I've said it before, you know, when you, when you pair up, you know, we've got people like Magical Trevor doing movie quality animations. We've got Lauren Eve doing movie quality video edits. And then you've got MAGA Devil Dog doing, movie quality fucking music. And, and then you've got uh, Miguel Fornia doing movie quality lyrics and, and you start to put it all together and you've got Leah doing movie, movie quality fucking singing and you just go, this is not like making regular memes. So, you know, it's the, the people that have been in our squad, you know, it. I think, I think maybe we, we were well-intentioned and we wanted to bring people into a, a different group, but it's just, it's, I mean, we got, you got to remember, you guys, we spent anywhere from six to fucking 18 hours every day since 2021 building this. Every day. Okay? Every single day. And, and I think that's learning new technologies, learning new, new production skills, stepping up our technology as far as, like, software goes. There's a lot that went into it, and I, uh, I just don't want anybody's feelings to get hurt. Um, but there's just... No fucking way. Yeah. Yep. So you guys just have to create your own memes and support us when you see us shit posting. If you wanted some advice from uh, me, it, it, from what we really do need from you guys, uh, try to follow our lead when it comes to messaging. Meaning, 
if you see the Daily Meme team all launching uh, uh, content around a particular subject, um, don't run off into the ether creating some shit that doesn't matter. Because that's what happens more than anything is people... Uh, the problem is that what, what makes us, uh, I think, really different is we move really fast. So some of you, God bless you, you'll spend a week working on a meme that was only relevant for something that happened the week before. So speed is everything. We can bang out memes so that we can respond in real time and, con and control a narrative. And if you're putting out something that fucking happened three Thursdays ago and you're like, I finally finished it, it's like, well, unfortunately, you don't, you're not helping anybody. You, you, I mean, it's, and that's, that's not your fault. That's because you're still learning the software and you're just not, it's, you're not organized. So better to focus on stuff that you can turn out really quickly that is relevant to the topic. Um, stay within that 10 to 20 second range if that's as much as you can handle. I'd rather see all of the amateurs banging out 50 fucking 15 second memes that are on the subject of the day and supporting what we're putting out than running off and creating, you know, shit that no one's going to watch. And that, and that's a challenge too. And I'll be candid with you when you, when you're early on in this process, less is more because for some of you, if you don't know video, video editing yet, and you don't know timing, cause I'm not there. Cause I did this with my team. Like it took three fucking years. I used to tell them too long, too short, too long, too short. And I kept fucking for years, that was part of our, our education process. Like, I don't have technical skills on a meme, but I have incredible fucking eye and, and timing for how long something should be and how short should something should be when it comes to jokes or messaging. And so when you're, when you have someone like me, it's like, yeah, it's good, but it's like a minute too long and I wanted to fucking end my life by the end of it. Then you're like, oh shit, Brendan, just clap me for, you know, but you guys don't do that. So what happens is you end up with an amateur meme that's a minute 10. And a minute 10 of an amateur meme feels like a fucking hour. You're gonna watch 12 seconds and be like, oh my God, bro, get to the fucking point. So that's part of it is it's hard to fuck up a 20 second meme. So if I'm an amateur and I don't know timing yet, keep all your shit under 20 seconds. Anything over 20 seconds and nobody's gonna watch the whole fucking thing. And they're gonna, and that's why when you, you go, hey dude, what'd you think of this new meme? And I'm like, I don't know. I fucking turned it off after five seconds. And I'm not being, I'm not saying that to be an asshole. It's just, you've got five seconds to grab me, hold me. And then you got another about five seconds to fucking keep me. And after that, I'm out. It's the internet. So it, 20 seconds is about where even amateurs, that's about as, as long as you want to go with the video stuff. And memeing shit that doesn't matter is, is selfish and gay. So don't do that either. You know, I, I love you guys, but some of the stuff, the inquiries, you're like, I wanted to meme this one guy. I'm like, no one cares about that person. Like you're going to waste all that time and effort to have a meme that's seen by 12 people and nobody knows who the fuck you're talking about. So if you're going to bang out the memes, you want to keep, you want to just follow our lead though. If I could give you that piece of advice, you know, uh, follow the Dilly meme team list on social media, on Twitter, turn on notifications. By the way, most of you on my Twitter feed, all of the Dilly 300, I'm going to warn you right now, whatever Twitter was doing X, Whatever they were doing, they turned off notifications for my account. I've had multiple people emailing me and messaging me today saying, hey, dude, uh, X turned off all notifications for your account. So if you're watching this show right now and you love my content and you love the meme team's content, turn on notifications for my account and turn on notifications for the Dilly meme team list. 
And if you do that, you will never miss a message from me or a meme from them. And uh, it'll get you guys dialed in, okay? All right, good. Good talk. Does that help? All right, good. I'm just trying to help. You know, you want to you do right by people. You were notified today? That's a, good. Thank God we're moving in the right direction then. Because it's been, uh, I've had so many fucking complaints for Twitter. Every time I send out tweets, people are like, oh my God, dude. I, got, I have people right now that are watching this show that think they're following me on Twitter and you're not. X unfollowed a bunch of my people. So don't know what the hell's going on with that. Why is Outlaw JC Wales out here trying to trying to offer up photos of Pelosi's tatas? Bro. And <laughs> big old silver dollar nippies. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh my god, that's a phantom shadow fucking message if I ever saw one. That's his area of expertise. Oh my god. Alright. Um, okay, so we addressed, let's see, we addressed uh South Carolina, we addressed Meme team. Oh, we addressed phone bankers, right? We addressed our phone bankers. Um, what else do I have? Oh, that's right. South Carolina wasn't done yet. Uh, our very good friend, Cherry Norris, was in South Carolina doing the damn thing. And if Cherry Norris is involved, it means she probably was uh, photobombing a fucking rally. So listen, this was the counter protest to the Nikki Haley event last night. Cherry said there was somewhere between 100 and 300 people. She wasn't really sure. Those are her, her numbers, not mine. Uh, obviously, these, some of these photos are not probably going to show 100 to 300 people, but uh, the room was somewhat full. Um, the biggest thing that Cherry told me she wanted you guys to know was that, uh, that they, Nikki Haley, was imploring Democrats to vote for her in South Carolina, she was begging for the uh, the uh, Democrat vote in South Carolina. Cherry was out there rocking her Dilly Meme Team hoodie. She had uh, about 50 uh, Make America Great Again people that showed up throughout the course of the night. And uh, she did a great job down there in Hilton Head Island. So we appreciate your efforts, Cherry. Good job. Good job, hon. You'll love to see it. Uh, also, a lot of the GOP establishment were very angry at her because she is involved heavily with the Republican Party in Hilton Head Island, and the GOP establishment was furious with her that she had uh, put together a Donald Trump for president counter-protest uh, in front of Nikki Haley's event. They said that it made Nikki Haley feel unwanted, which was exactly the point, so... That's why she's the homie. That's why Dilly Meme Team loves her. Because she actually shows out. She puts she's boots on the ground. And uh, OG Mac from way back, Dilly 300. So, yep, there you go. She crushed that. Um, that's your South Carolina update. I had a couple other things I want to talk to you guys about before I get too, too deep in the weeds, if you know what I mean. Hold on. Okay, so some of this I want to talk about because this is crazy as Fuck what we're seeing right now. Uh, hold on, I gotta grab this. This is just, there's a, there's a whole theme about what I'm about to talk about, so I wanna make sure I got it all in order. Um, do, 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 
that's a bad idea. Hold on. God. The shit that they're doing out here is stunning. And I'm talking about Joe Biden um, and the Democrats. I I don't know if they're trying to lose an election, but I, I, I don't know if they're trying to win one either. Um, I just don't. I don't see any way this fucker gets in. And, and this is part of what I want to talk about right here. This is a new poll. And we kind of talked about this. This is that morning consult poll, but I wanted to put it up because we love a good graph. And morning consult is a leftist polling agency, okay? This is not a Trump-friendly poll. They're going to oversample Dems by about six to eight. All right? Six to fucking eight. And this is, I mean, the numbers. The numbers are shocking. Trump up 10 in North Carolina, which if you add in, you know, if you actually pulled the same amount of uh, Democrats or Republicans, Trump's probably up closer to 15 to 18 points. Nevada, he's up eight. Georgia, he's up eight. Wisconsin, up five. Arizona, up three. Pennsylvania, up three. Again, oversampling Democrats. These numbers could easily be plus uh, eight more to each number on the right. Easily. And that's where you, I mean, the numbers start to get really, really lopsided if you consider that. If you start adding in those, uh, the, the real numbers. So, Democrats, uh, I don't know if they're mailing it in. I'm not sure what the fuck they're supposed to be doing here. But uh, pretty damn embarrassing. And this, these numbers are only going to get bigger for President Trump in the next two weeks because there's some things that Joe Biden is doing that has people TNT pissed. The border is the number one thing. Nobody in America, nobody in America is okay with illegal uh, invasion of our nation courtesy of a bunch of fucking scumbag uh, illegal border crossers, okay? This is crazy. Mockery of justice, that's right. These fucking scumbag pieces of shit crossed the border illegally, beat two cops, got let go without bail, and then, and then the Democrat Party put them on a fucking airplane to California. Also, Rumble, why are we still just sitting at 500 with the thumbs up. Are you guys, is, was it me? You, you mad at me about yesterday? Huh? Did I hurt your feelings? What's going on over here? Rumble. What? That's it? Okay. All right. Well, fuck it. I guess Rumble decided they're no longer. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You end up with 2,500 people and you barely get five. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fifth. We got a fifth the fucking viewers over on Rumble sharing the show and hitting thumbs up, right? Phantom Shadow is at Chipotle because he wants to pee out of his butt the rest of the afternoon. He just said that in the chat. That's what he just said. I think Rumble's still mad at me because I clapped their cheeks yesterday about complaining uh, about our moderators. Is that what it was? Is that why? Is that what you guys are always upset about? Uh, is that is that what's going on? It's, uh, we've got, we've got people watching this show. Okay. We're over 600 now. Okay. That works. Thank you. We're, we're on our way. We're on our way. <laughs> oh, dude. All right. <clears throat> so the illegal immigrant thing is, is really pissing people off. Um, rising costs of housing are pushing millennials to make drastic sacrifices by living in vans, uh, and, uh, for, for years. So 
Good news, bad news, millennials. Fuck you. You overwhelmingly vote Democrat. So you should live in a fucking van because you're too retarded to have a home. Now, as much as I'd like to sit here and blame somebody else for why you live in a fucking van, the truth is you voted for it. I hope you never get out of that fucking van. Not until you start voting correctly. If you're a millennial who votes Democrat, you should live in a van, okay? You should live in a fucking van. And uh, if you're a Republican millennial that lives in a van, well, that sucks. Um, Although that van looks pretty kind of like nice. I mean, that's pretty fucking swanky digs. But um, seriously, right? Who's this fucking douchebag on my... Who's this, who's this X account? You're gone. There you go. I got some fucking X account trying to talk shit. Leftist meander in. Look, I don't want to unify with you. Fuck you. I, I, don't, I don't care if you don't like me. You can't even cancel me anymore. This is one of the things they're so mad about. Right wing watch specifically the George Soros funded cunts that they are who spent all that time fucking putting out, you know, uh, attack ads against me. You can't get rid of me now because Elon Musk knows the difference between legitimate threats and your bullshit fucking uh, uh, reporting troll bot farm. Now you're stuck with me, you fucks. Right Wing Watch is run by, by George Soros. It's run by some fucking twink douchebag who gets paid big money and all he does is camp out watching my shows waiting to hear me say something that he can clip and try and pretend it was talking about violence. And now they show up and they're like, oh, Dilly, don't you want, I don't want to unify with you fucking people. I want nothing to do with you Democrats at all. And you can't get rid of me now because Elon Musk basically has given you the proverbial middle finger. And now you have to compete on an even fucking playing field. Even with all the millions of dollars, I'm going to fucking pound you into this fucking dirt, dude. Not literally, dorks. He'll cut it right there. He'll say, he'll say, MAGA life coach Brendan Dilly threatens to pound us into dirt and then they'll clip it and then they'll re- mass report my show, mass report all of my fucking uh, social media. This is how he did it last time. He's literally gotten probably five of my accounts deleted. That's okay. That's okay. I'm still here. Still here, still crushing it. Anywho, back to our millennials living in vans. Millennials living in vans. Uh, this is probably if you were if you were just a solo guy, I I could see the benefits of this as a young person. Um, but living in a fucking van uh, with a spouse, dude, I don't know how you do that with her. But millennials aren't the only ones who are fed up with illegals crossing the border. And I mean, what are we calling them anymore? They're not immigrants. They're fucking criminal aliens, right? Just call them illegal aliens. That's that's actually the only appropriate term for what's happening. You're being invaded by illegal aliens. Forget the term immigrant. That's not the right word anymore. We aren't we aren't dealing we are not dealing with immigrants anymore. It's illegal fucking aliens, okay? There ain't no fucking immigrant in that, okay? Now, one guy who's finally had enough was this guy. And he was in Boston yesterday. And this gentleman happened upon one of these beautiful facilities that they're housing, housing illegal border crossing aliens. 
and he had a few choice words to say. Sex don't equal to live fucking here. And I've been here my whole fuck yeah, cause I can yell. Cause I can yell. Cause I can yell. And I'm fucking angry. That's why. So why can't I get in the fucking building? Why? Where's the mayor at? Y'all, these fucking towns are fucking sham, yo. It's all about fucking money. It's a fucking money grab. Y'all give a fuck about the motherfuckers that was born and fucking raised here. Y'all raised the fucking rent so fucking high. Can't afford to live here. But y'all gonna bring some other motherfuckers here? That doesn't fucking add up. It doesn't make no fucking sense. None. None. I'm fucking homeless. I work a full-time job, 40 hours, and can't pay to live here. How the fuck are y'all gonna bring somebody else here? Don't make no fucking sense. None. First of all, he, he sounds like DMX, okay? I, I kind of thought he was about to give me a woof, woof. I was like, oh, shit. Where are my dogs at? Yeah. <laughs> but this dude is not wrong. I'm going to assume if you're watching this show right now, you're a hardworking American and you're probably not homeless. I can't even begin to express to you how I would feel, how angry I would be. If I was a hardworking 40-hour-a-week American, I don't even care if it's a shitty job. Let me just explain something. If you work a shit job, okay, it's not your favorite job, it's not a lot of money, but you work 40 fucking hours a week, at minimum, minimum, you should be able to afford a studio apartment. I got none but love for that guy. That fucking sucks. That fucking sucks. And like I said... We can talk all the shit we want about people who don't put in the effort and lay around accepting, you know, public assistance. But this dude, this dude is heated pissed because he's fucking homeless. He can't afford to live where he's at, even though he's from there. And he works 40 hours a week. I, I can't imagine the level of anger I would feel if I grew up in an area and maybe I didn't grow up in the in the in, in make a lot of money and I didn't get the best career, but I lived in the area. I'm a part of that community and I work 40 hours a week and I'm homeless. That fucking sucks. And, and this is not, I don't believe, controversial or or uh a, a anti-fucking uh capitalist, but if you work over 40 hours a week in America. The economic conditions and the power of your money at minimum should be able to put you in a studio little fucking shit apartment. Do you understand me? Okay, we got to talk about something kind of serious though. few years ago on this broadcast I warned all of you guys what the play was by Biden didn't I remember I talked to you about it 
One of the things that Joe Biden and the Democrats were pissed at Donald Trump about, and, and not even the Democrats, but the Uniparty. One of the things that Donald Trump did on his way out of office is he set you up financially to survive Biden. Now, did he do this on purpose or did he do it because he was going to do it anyway because it was the right thing to do? Let me explain. President Trump had us at two, less than 2% inflation. It was 1.8% when he left office. So inflation was non-existent. Interest rates were hovering around 25 to 3% on home loans and on car loans, many times even less. So if you were to have positioned yourself during those years, if you were to have invested properly and pulled your money out, if you were to have uh, bought real estate, 30-year mortgages with that fixed amount, listen, President Trump set you up to, you should have been able to survive all four years of Biden minimum, economically. Now I told you when the Democrats got in that they were like, we've got, to fix this because we got to shake these people out of their position. Remember we talked about it? We talked about shaking the American public out of their position. What am I talking about? I'm talking about those 2% mortgage rates. I'm talking about those beautiful fucking homes you all bought in South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, coastal states, North Carolina. Gorgeous real estate, desirable real estate. Can you tell what's happening right now? They're trying to shake you out of your positions. They don't want you, regular John Q. Public, living in these beautiful, exceedingly rare locations. But they can't shake you out of your position because Donald Trump controlled the interest rates and, and kept the market, the inflation rates down. So, first they skyrocketed your inflation. That was number one. And as a result of sustained skyrocketed inflation, all service industries slowly started rising as well. And I'm talking about mortgage service industries, insurance, and then eventually your taxes. So if you pay attention right now, what's happening in Florida is happening in South Carolina, and it's happening in Alabama, and it's happening in parts of Georgia. The left is invading the South. I don't know how to say this any other way to you. The left is invading the South. And, and this is the Uniparty. The Uniparty elites recognize how the fuck have we been sleeping on the South this whole time? They ruined California. They ruined New York. And now they've got their eyeballs squarely on the fucking South. They're looking at Florida, all the way up the coast of Georgia, South Carolina and North Carolina. Then they're looking all the way through the panhandle of Florida into Alabama and, uh, and Mississippi. They, they want all of that waterfront. They want all of that waterfront and they want all of that beautiful, beautiful land because they ruined where they lived. Washington is a shithole. Seattle is fucked. New York City is fucked. Baltimore is fucked. Chicago is fucked. Los Angeles is fucked. San Francisco is fucked. And all of the uniparty cunts are looking and going, boy, it'd be nice if we could just get ourselves some land and some homes. So what are they doing? This is what they're doing. I'm trying to warn you. 
you bought and held, you hold real estate in areas that they want and they don't want to overpay you for it and they can't squeeze you out of it with a regular recession because Trump got your interest rates so low. So what they're left with is fucking you on the insurance side, fucking you on the tax side. Look what's about to happen in Florida. Watch what's about to happen in Florida. You're going to have a 15 to 20% correction in Florida probably this year. You already had like a 7 to 8%, maybe more, depending on the area of Florida last year. But right now, if you start looking around, what they want is they want what they were able to do in places like fucking, uh, was it like, like uh, Beverly Hills, fucking knowing some other expensive fucking areas over there in, in, in SoCal, Santa Barbara, right? Malibu. They want all of that shit in Florida. They want all of that shit in South Carolina. Same with New Yorkers. They're like, we're coming down. We want out of the heat. We want no fucking crime, but we want to bring our bullshit leftist policies. And we also want to run out all of the existing people who are attached to this land. Look around, watch what they're doing. They're trying to squeeze you out of the most valuable asset you've got, your real estate. They don't think you, regular John Q. Public, deserve to live in these beautiful tropical locations and they want to squeeze you the fuck out. Yes, of course DeSantis is on board with it. He took the money from the insurance companies. The elites want you out. It's not just the left or the right. It's, it's both. The Uniparty is like, you're too poor to live in this city. Get the fuck out. That's what they're trying to do. Do you understand? They're trying to squeeze you. They don't want you living in their elite areas. And they sure as fuck don't want you living there and voting Trump. So they're trying to shake you guys out. This is going to be one of the gnarliest years of your life if you're living in these locations, not because you didn't pick a great location. It's because the elites have set their fucking eyes on these locations and they understand this is a, these are great places to live. Sunshine, plenty of water, plenty of beautiful agriculture and trees, gorgeous year round. They want it. And they, it, it pisses them off that you own it. So they're targeting you. So they're targeting, they're finding new ways to squeeze the American public. Remember, the World Economic Forum doesn't want you owning anything. How do you squeeze people at a 2% interest rate? You jack their fucking uh, insurance and taxes to the moon so that it dwarfs what their mortgage was. This is what they're trying to do. And if you live in an area that nobody wants to live, you're going to keep paying cheap prices. No disrespect, but those of you who are talking about how cheap it is where you live, it's because no one wants to live there. They're trying to squeeze you out of your positions. You've got to be extremely smart right now and maneuvering. And this is one of the reasons, like, people ask me sometimes, like, Dilly Meme Team works for Trump for free, right? Which, obviously, we don't work for him, but... We work on behalf of him uh, in a volunteer capacity. And here's what you have to understand. They know that the plan to squeeze you out ends if Donald Trump wins. Do you hear me? The plan to squeeze you out collapses if Trump wins. If Trump wins, that plan goes fucking out the window and they know it. 
So then by that logic, you wonder things like, well, how can you dedicate so much of your time? Because I do this show for two hours a day. The rest of my day I spend advocating for Donald Trump and trying to work with the organizationally, either with my team on the ground or people in other states and different things, okay? So why do I do that? Because it's an investment in our future. Because the only moves you can make right now are batten down the hatches, continue to be exceedingly good at your job, exceedingly valuable to where you live, but you need to invest into getting him in, in a, into office. As soon as he gets back into office, snap, snap. And that's what happens to the World Economic Forum in the uh, 2030 bullshit. It's gone. You put Donald Trump into the office of president. And it, especially if you can accompany him with Senator Carrie Lake, you have now set your, your party up for at least probably almost two decades. Donald Trump will break them. One of the greatest pieces of evidence to that is this right here. Observe. He has already come out and said, if he returns to office, when he wins, Powell is gone. They know what's going to happen. Donald Trump, and this is supply-side economics, Donald Trump is going to ramp up the export of American uh, oil manufacturing and natural gas to a level that is going to bankrupt many, many other nations. He is then going to tariff the shit out of imports of these same items. And what will happen is inflation will fucking crater. Simultaneously, as the inflation is cratering, Donald Trump is going to then instruct his Federal Reserve chief to drop interest rates significantly. This is going to be like putting rocket fuel into your sports car. It's going to be insane what it will do to the American economy. These are the biggest moves. He's going to lock down the fucking border, destroy inflation in those first six months, drop interest rates to grease the shit out of the economy. He's going to free up a lot of the red tape on uh, on uh, work work permits and different projects so the the uh, the economy and the job market's going to go to the moon. And then there's going to be an entire other industry in 2025 that many aren't even anticipating, which is it's going to be the deportation industry. It'll be an industry centered around loading the fuck up uh, illegals and driving their asses down to the border. That's another big one. It will be the biggest deportation effort in the history of the world. We're going to deport fucking 10 to 20 million motherfucking illegals. And that requires not just government to do it. He's probably going to hire private contractors who have the ability to uh, safely remove people from this land. These are all industries. This is industries. And these industries are going to be massive. The other thing you have to remember is he's probably going to executive order uh, the, the removal of of all federal aid to illegal immigrants, what that will cause is a huge amount of them to self-deport. You're gonna end up with a bunch of people that will self-deport because they're gonna realize, I've got no more money, I've got no more food, and now there's guys driving my neighborhood looking for my ass to deport me. You understand? So industry is gonna go to the moon, but back to what we're talking about here. 
You've got to find a way. You've got March 2nd, April 2nd, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. You have nine months, only nine months in three days. You got you got a full-term baby pregnancy to survive. You've got to stay dug in on this. You cannot let them shake you out of your positions. You must fight like hell. And I'm trying to, to position you for 2025 because we're going to fucking win. I won't even talk about the alternative because we're fucked if he doesn't. But we're going to fucking win. And in 2025, if you have managed to stay afloat, you've managed to stay ahead, you've managed to reduce your monthly debt however you need to do that, you managed to not get your car repoed. You've managed to keep your job. You've managed to keep your house. And you've managed to, to dedicate your free time to helping Trump. If you can do these things. And therefore, your credit continues to be strong. Your job history, everything stays strong. Everything is strong. If you can do these things, the opportunities that you will have in 2025 and beyond are going to be insane. And I mean that in a good way. You're going to have massive opportunities to make money, whether it's in real estate, opening businesses, or investing. You're going to have huge, huge, huge opportunities. But it all hinges on one fucking thing. It's staying afloat while advocating, volunteering, and working to help Donald Trump get back in office. And if you do that, you're going to see something you never have seen in your whole fucking lives. You understand? You have nine months left. Nine months. Sometimes it helps to go to give you perspective. So we count backwards nine months. So what was happening nine months ago? Let's see, January, December, November, October, September, August, July, June, May. If we go back to May 2nd, nine months ago, May 2nd, nine months ago, DeSantis was just heading overseas, if I remember correctly, for his book tour, and he was ramping up. He might have been home by then, but he was ramping up for his big announcement. That was only nine months ago. Feels like forever. It was only nine months ago. That's how quick it was. It's nine months is literally, it's going to fly by. You just got to stay afloat, stay, keep your head on a swivel, Okay. Okay, good talk. Okay, one of the best ways that you can prepare for the upcoming election is by learning, knowing, loving, and sharing President Trump's Agenda 47 with everyone you know. How can you do that? Well, one of my favorite ways to do it is by going to myamericanamarketplace.com and by selecting and picking up a bunch of incredible Agenda 47 cards. 
This is one of the most effective methods of red pilling. If you buy a few packs of these and you know somebody who's constantly playing cards, give them to them. What if you bought, all of you, what if you were to have bought, you, you went and you said, I bought 10 decks of cards. And then you decided I'm going to volunteer once a week down at the old folks home. And you went in there because old folks love playing cards and you brought your Agenda 47 cards. What would happen if every week for between now and election day, you and your friends and different people in your community all went out and spent time with the senior citizens in your community and helped them understand what they can look forward to under a Trump presidency? Because we all know what Democrats are going to do, right? We all know what Democrats are going to do. Democrats are going to try and get senior citizens to wiggle their, their fucking John Hancock onto a voting uh, ballot and then say that they voted Democrat without explaining any of the platforms. Don't let that happen. They're saying, look, there's no more COVID. There's no more excuses. Go spend time with people in the, in the uh, VA hospitals. Go spend time with people in the elderly care facilities. Bring your Agenda 47 cards. Make it both about educating and also about community, spending time with them. Agenda 47 cards are available at myamericanamarketplace.com. Maybe the people in those facilities have questions, though. If they've got questions about what happened and maybe they want to know more about what happened to Donald Trump during the first four years, pick up some Spygate playing cards. Pick up some America's uh, Heroes uh, uh, playing cards or Most Dangerous Americans playing cards. Either way, you can collect them all. They're a tremendous, a tremendous way for you to force yourself to get involved with the community, but also to educate everybody that you're spending time with. Not only that, myamericanamarketplace.com has an entire store full of goodies. Maybe you're getting ready for Valentine's Day and you're looking for some home decor items for your significant other. You can get them at myamericanamarketplace.com. Promo code DILLY will get you 10% off the entire store. That's promo code DILLY for 10% off the entire store. Revenge is an act of passion. Vengeance is an act of justice. Injuries are revenged. Crimes are avenged. Almost a century ago, big pharmaceutical companies re-engineered medical school curriculum and faculty with one goal, putting profit before progress. Anyone pushing back against the medical matrix they carefully crafted was threatened, silenced, censored, financially ruined, or worse. They are the problem. We are the solution. Uh, you're clear to engage. Initial mic to get alpha. You're clear to engage with weapons. You're clear to engage with weapons. That's right, vengeance.com. I'm using the product every single day. I remember I was using the one, I had used one bottle and then I switched to a different bottle. Now I'm stacking them. So every single day, Dilly is using Ripcord. Uh, that is the anti-inflammatory for my joints. I'm also using the Venzio, which this is actually about uh, toxin and heavy metal removal from your body. So I'll stack those two together and then I'm polishing off the whole thing with motherboard which is for my uh, immune formula, okay? So this is for your, your, your immune system. Uh, one of the reasons I love Vengeance, I've been around supplement companies for a very long time in my life. One of the neat things about this is it's a totally different means of delivering 
uh, the ingredients into your bloodstream. Because this product and this company, uh, the technology, it used to only be available to pharmaceutical companies, but now they have the technology. They actually have the machines to do this. And what it does is it allows uh, them to mix and, and, and make these products that are 100% bioavailable. And what that means is you can put these on your skin as a topical ointment and it's going to absorb into your bloodstream the same as if you ingest it. So maybe you're somebody that just doesn't like the flavor of things. You could just put these on your wrist or some other um, part of your body right into the skin and it'll absorb into the skin and it'll still make it into the bloodstream. That is not something you could say about most other products. So very cool products. Vengens.com. I continue to be on a, a fucking total winning streak since I use these products. You guys know how many hours I work. You know which kind of stress I'm under, whether I'm working with the campaign, getting death threats from lunatics, hitting the gym, raising the four kids, fucking uh, keeping my beautiful wife nice and happy. You know what kind of a life I lead. Those of you who are close to me or have observed me, dude, I don't get sick. I'm a fucking hoss. I don't get sick. And I'm convinced that one of the reasons that I continue to stay on, I don't even get a cough anymore. And I believe firmly that it, uh, it's a product of my diligence using my vengens.com products. So check them out today. Promo code Dilly will get you 15% off subscriptions. Uh, and you got to check it out. I promise you will not regret it. Also, they have an entire line of products for your pets, which uh, you know is great too, because you can keep your, your, your dogs and cats healthy as can be. Check them out today, vengens.com. And without any further ado, Randy's Booty. Let's get ready to rumble! The best is yet to come. Thank you, Neo. That was dank, dude. I'm so glad you're back, bro. So glad you're feeling good. How you feeling anyway, physically? You feeling good? Feeling good? I know last time we talked, you were like, you were feeling strong. You're hitting the gym again. How you doing, man? I see you in the chat today. It is so good. The whole team loves having you back. It's great. It's a great fucking meme. Neo's always high energy. I love that shit. I love a good fucking high energy. Dang, dang, dang. Yeah, you're doing good, man. Good to hear. Excellent. Excellent. 
Is Magical Trevor in here still? It was on my damn microphone. Oh, it's a Bob. Sir Robert the Bruce got one of his little Bob hairs on there. You sent me a Nikki meme? Okay, I'm going to save it for Monday. See, the thing about Hogman, the thing about stress is this. Eventually, see, the only way to, to actually deal with stress, if you want to keep climbing, is, is uh, you have to understand that stress is a way of life. You understand? Stress is a way of life. I, every, there's nothing I do that doesn't involve stress. So the solution is not like, oh, how do I create a life that doesn't have stress? The solution is how the fuck do I get better at managing stress so I'm not a puddle? Everything I touch is stress. Everything. Everything I'm like involved with is like, oh, that's stressful. Because the highest of fucking highest stakes are on, on the, 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 uh, are on the line. Right? It's on the line. Everything you touch, everything. It's like financial, fucking romantic, fucking uh, interpersonal. Uh, what else can I think of? Fucking children. Uh, it's all, Stress is just literally light. Like you either can live in the slow lane and there's no stress and no one gives a shit about you. And even then you'll still probably have some. Or you're in the fast lane. And you, there's that's why there's no point in talking about the stress. That's why there's no point. You either go, I live in the fast lane and this is what you get in the fast lane. And then you just go, yeah, this is fucking part of living in the fast lane. Me and my wife talk about this all the time because she's like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, okay, it's another day of fucking fighting. Let's go. And I take time. Look, taking time off is important when you can. Stealing moments for yourself throughout a day for an hour. But stress is just part of like, we're, we're fighting. We're going against something. There's opposition to what you're trying to do. This is like really important to understand, you guys. I'll tell you a couple of things that'll blow your fucking mind. Like there's people on social media right now, a couple of these accounts that got like a million followers or close to it. They're pulling down anywhere from 17 to 20,000 a month off of just posting on social media. Now, the reason I'm saying that number to you is not to like, oh my God, it's so impressive or that's bullshit or whatever. I'm saying that to you because I've had almost a million followers removed from me through the years. Do you understand? I could easily be pulling down three to 500,000 a year off of my Twitter page had people like the fucking douchebag from Right Wing Watch funded by Soros not taking me out. Am I crying about it? No. I'm in a fucking war. I'm in a fucking war. And thank fucking God the only thing it's costing me are stupid social media accounts. I don't have like fucking, you know, foot rot from sitting in a, fucking tiny dugout hole trench warfare i don't have trench foot from world war one i'm not suffering from crazy skin lesions from some fucking agent orange shit from nam but you're in an actual war you're in you don't know you're in a war one of the most evil motherfuckers on planet earth has allocated somewhere between two and six million dollars over the last five years to stop me and other people like me. But I was one of the biggest, look, I mean, fuck the number of, like the number of, the number of fucking news stories that they wrote about me, okay? 
Like, this is funded by fucking Soros. They wrote about me fucking 20 times plus more than they wrote about Kavanaugh. It's all stress. Everything worth doing is stress. Pieces for pussies. It's boring. I don't tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Learn to love the blood and guts of fucking, uh, of humanity. Your kids are going to get to live a certain kind of life and they're never going to get to say that they fucking saved humanity, but you will if you do it. Do you understand? I mean, what were you going to do? Like a lot, a lot of people, I think you guys like, what were you going to do? What's a life worth living? Is a white, a life worth living sitting around on your ass fucking tinkering with shit? Is that like you go, oh, yeah, I came to planet Earth. God put me here. And then I uh, I had this body and I uh, mostly I fucking ate, slept and shit, made some fucking babies and I tinkered. Is that a full that's a full life. That's do they write about people who do that kind of life? They write about you in the fucking history books like, ah, Brendan Dilly, he was a good guy. He liked to tinker. Is that what you want to be, Hogman? You want to be that guy in the history books? Ah, Hogman, he uh, he liked to cry on uh, DLive about not enough news stories, and mostly he tinkered. I'm so fucking glad that I lived during this time period. I'm so glad I get to live through something where my efforts actually matter. Like, if I stay in bed, bad things are going to happen. If I stay in bed for a long enough period of time, really, really bad shit would happen to the country. If you stopped investing yourself into this show and into President Trump and into phone banking, really bad things would happen. Do I have to remind you a year ago, I told you, I'm like, we are the campaign. And a lot of people thought, Dilly, you're so full of yourself. And I was like, no, bitch. I've gotten, I had the lay of the land behind the scenes before any of you did. I had the lay of the land and I went, oh my God, if we don't get involved, they're going to fucking put DeSantis as the nominee. I told the meme team this. I was like, if we don't get involved, if we don't completely immerse ourselves into this, they're going to fucking put the meatball in. I told you we're the campaign. You still are. God bless you all. What? By you being the campaign, what did it allow President Trump's campaign to do? It allowed him to not hire as many people, which allowed them to save money so he could fight the deep state in court. And it allowed them to not have a bunch of fucking idiots that they couldn't trust anywhere near the campaign. And by removing that opportunity, no fucking leaks, no leaks, no fucking leaks. 12, 13, 14 months. We are 14 months into the Trump's uh, Trump 2024 presidential campaign. 14 months. How many leaks? Why? Because he didn't have to hire any cunts. Everyone is a fucking, everyone he hired is a fucking uh, heavy hitter, right? Hi, Trev. What do they call them? Pipe hitters? Is that what they're called? They're all pipe hitters? Just saying, like, you got to reframe even how you deal with stress. Walk away from it for a day. Work out more. Exercise more. Sleep a little more. Get a little more sex. Whatever you got to do. 
Smoke more Patriot cigars. I don't give a shit. Drink a little more coffee in the morning. Get yourself going. Drink a little more Beard Vet, right? Get yourself. One thing I can tell you is if you're making progress and like you can thrive, if you can thrive during this environment, what will you do on the other side of victory? Do you understand? Wheels is right. It would have been a bunch of paid, lazy people making calls with no substance. Amen, my brother. Do you know the difference? The difference between fucking activists from the Dilly 300 calling you versus some schlep getting $12 a call? I didn't say pipe layers. That's not what it's called. You guys know what I'm talking about? Motherfuckers. I'm not wrong, right? I said pipe hitters. I had that right. My military people, I had that right, didn't I? Are you trying to make me look like an idiot because you guys don't know what it means? Pipe hitters. You don't know what a pipe hitter is? I said the shit right. You guys are fucking dorks. You don't know what it means. Pipe hitter. What's it say? Pipe hitter, a term used in the U.S. military community to describe special operations personnel in the military. Thank you. Sit the fuck down, those of you who didn't know. It's right there. You guys didn't know what that term meant? Everybody's making fun of me like I said some shit wrong and I didn't. It's a fucking, it's literally a term for, for U.S. Special Forces, you bunch of fucking noobs. I knew I didn't say that wrong. Come on. Yeah, everybody was talking shit. Like pipe fitters. Like, bitch, it's not a plumbing union. Yeah, pipe hitters is special for U.S. military special forces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Uh, we were making fun of Brendan because we thought he didn't know what he was talking about. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Yes. All right. <clears throat> hey, do you guys want to see something fucking... Uh, this is something I'm trying to warn about. <sighs> South Dakota Governor Christy Nome told Newsmax that the Mexican drug cartels have set up shop on tribal reservations in her state because they know the federal government has jurisdiction over those lands and that the Biden administration is letting it happen. We already knew this. We already knew this. But it's important that the American public know this. The Dilly 300 knew this because I screamed about it for years. Arizona's got the same problem. The cartel from south of the border is dictating policy in America. This is why, this is why the cartel dumps bodies on the reservation because you can murder somebody if you're the cartel you make a hit you kill that person you drop them on the res and then it's a totally fucking it's either a federal investigation which is almost never happens or you're leaving it up to some some reservation police to try and solve it they are funneling fentanyl 
guns and fucking children through Native American lands. You understand? The Native Americans are allowing it because one, most of the time they're not aware of it. And when they are, they're corrupt as fuck. There is not a more corrupt government on planet Earth than the Native American tribal councils on these fucking, uh, on the reservations. And even any Native American with half a brain will tell you that. That's part of the strategy. Pay off the reservation uh, tribal councils with huge, I mean, you guys remember, they're bringing in huge sums of money. Millions of dollars every day in drugs and human trafficking. So, got to keep an eye on this. So this is, uh, this is also an equally as insane story I read this morning, and we're going to keep knocking these out because this is shocking. Biden administration is considering recognizing Palestine as its own state. Quote, it will be perceived by many as a reward for the October 7th attack. Correct. Correct. This is insanely stupid, and Biden's about to do it. Israel, get a say? Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm struck by this. He, uh, Minister, uh, Foreign Secretary Cameron is correct in saying, as Matthew Miller said yesterday at the State Department as well, they are correct in saying that a two-state solution has always been the policy of the U.S. government, the U.K. government. That's true. The question is, is this the time to put one's foot on the gas pedal on that issue? Because it will be perceived by many, especially those who have Israel's best interests not front of mind, that this is a reward for October 7th, that the issue of a two-state solution had been on kind of a low priority, and suddenly a genocidal attack is launched against Israel, and suddenly what's on the agenda all of a sudden again? A Palestinian state. I, I am skeptical about, in the context of any Palestinian state, who, do, who does Minister, who does Foreign Secretary Cameron and who does the U.S. government believe is now prepared to run that Palestinian state? Is Hamas? Do we want Hamas running the Palestinian state? No. Do you look at Hamas's leaders outside of Gaza, things they're saying? They're saying they want a one-state solution, not a two-state solution. If you look at who's running the West Bank, uh, the, the Palestinian Authority, they have, they have, A, still not condemned October 7th. They still are indoctrinating their young people to, to support genocide of Israel. And they are providing rewards, monetary rewards, for terrorists who conduct terrorist attacks against Israelis or their families. There's no one obvious to run a future Palestinian state. So you don't have the personnel to do it. And I don't think this is the right timing. It's not to say never, but the idea that after the horrors of October 7th, that's where we move the discussion to is a little crazy. There you go. With Joe Biden in the White House, the United States of America absolutely negotiates with terrorists. Proof positive right there. Joe Biden 100% negotiates with terrorists. I mean, it's not, it's against U.S. policy, but he does it all day long. And they're about to do it again. Knucking futs. All right, enough foreign policy. Let's talk domestic. And if you're, you can't talk domestic retardation and not talk Meatball DeSantis. He blew through $160 million, including $3.3 million on private jets in, in one of the most expensive ever Republican campaigns. So what makes this article fun, if you 
feel inclined to uh, read it. What's fun about this one is it finally starts to make the comparison between the DeSantis 2024 campaign and the Jeb Bush 2016 campaign. So that's just fun because fuck him, right? Uh, We're never going to let up on this idiot. He's a complete scumbag. They're still trying to run a shadow campaign, which will not work. And uh, yeah, so there you go. There you go. But you can't say fuck DeSantis and fuck the Uniparty without also saying fuck Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is not the right candidate to be president of the United States. I would not run if President Trump ran. He was very respectful of what I had to say. Nikki Haley is not the right candidate to be president of the United States. Had a great working relationship. There was never a time he didn't return my call. There was never a time that he didn't hear my opposing view and seriously put thought and time into it. And he does listen to opposing views. And and I think that doesn't always come across. I would not run if President Trump ran. Nikki Haley is not the right candidate to be president of the United States. He was very respectful of what I had to say. We had a great working relationship. There was never a time he didn't return my call. There was never a time that he didn't hear my opposing view and seriously put thought and time into it. And he does listen to opposing views. And and I think that doesn't always come across. I would not run if President Trump ran. I would not run if President Trump ran. Nikki Haley is not the right candidate to be president of the United States. had a great working relationship. There was never a time he didn't return my call. There was never a time that he didn't hear my opposing view and seriously put thought and time into it. And he does listen to opposing views. And and I think that doesn't always come across. He was very respectful of what I had to say. I would not run if President Trump ran. I would not run if President Trump ran. Nikki Haley is not the right candidate to be president of the United States. Yeah, but I try it. I try hard. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, but I try it. I try hard. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, but I try it. I try hard. Ta 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 ta. Bye bye. Ta 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 ta. Bye bye. Yeah, but I try it. I try hard. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, but I. <laughs> That's right. If uh, you're wondering what those memes are inferring, they are stating that Nikki Haley hired retards to create memes against President Trump. That's the joke. The joke is these are retards and not like retard stupid, but like retard. Got to make the connection. Good see that. Dude, I gotta be honest with you guys. So yesterday I was making fun of somebody and uh, I was, it was, it was right wing watch guy, right? And I was like, what's your next gay ass narrative, right? But like that account has the most unhinged um, liberals on it. 
and it made me laugh so hard because like they still are operating in a paradigm that they, they can get you canceled for saying something like that. Right? And it doesn't work anymore. And it's the funniest fucking thing. It, it's like it's like the fucking nerds had superpowers for six years walking around abusing the shit out of everybody because they're fucking vindictive, insecure little cunts. And then one day they woke up and none of their superpowers work anymore. So they were like, oh, you just, you look at you once again advocating for violence against people in the LGBTQ community. And I was like, shut up, fag. And they're like, oh my God. It's like, it's the fucking funniest shit ever. Like they're still walking around with their fucking wizard hats and cloaks on. And they're like, you want me to turn you into a fish? And I'm like, Oh yeah, you want me to put you in a trash can? And they're like, and then the wand don't work no more. Like that's what social media feels like right now. The wand doesn't work for these fucking idiots anymore. And they keep waving it at me. Like, that was a violent statement. And I'm like, no, it wasn't fag. And they're like, that also was violent. And it doesn't do anything. They're, they're back to just being weird ass motherfuckers wearing their stupid hats and their capes with their fucking wands and no one no one cares. Please tell me you guys are noticing this. It's the funniest shit ever. They're like, uh-oh. <laughs> They're like, this one seems to be out of magic. Uh, can we get a different one? It's like, no, you can't, you fucking dweeb. Back to being ostracized, alienated, and fucking vilified. Just get the fuck away from me, dork. <laughs> Oh my God, oh my God. It's like, dude, you guys thought you were gonna stay forever? You thought the world could operate on fucking flimsy, weak pieces of shit running it? I don't think so. You had your window, you fucked it up. You completely fucked it up. You're a bunch of vindictive little cunts that showed why we've been stuffing you in trash cans for a fucking three, four, seven, 12 fucking centuries. And you finally got some power because you used technology and you had it for eight years and you fucked it up. And now you've just reinforced why we've always treated you like shit. Get back in that fucking trash can before I do it for you. It's true. These vindictive, insecure little fucking shitheads who are tucking their fucking wieners back and being like, I'm a girl. And it's like, no, you're not. You're a fucking dude. They're like, I'll get you suspended. It's like, no, you won't. You won't do shit. You won't do shit. All you're going to do is take my words, cry about it, and cry about it and cry about it until you fucking snap. And we know what you guys do when you snap. It's true. Look around. It don't work. Right wing watch tried to get me yesterday. Oh, we're going to get him. You didn't get shit. All you got was a giant fuck you. I tripled down. Eat a dick. Everyone is sick of it. No one wants to let these angry little dweebs run the planet. It don't work. You can't do it. Bye-bye. Brandy, you shouldn't have given me a two-second meme. That motherfucker, I'll abuse it. I'll abuse a two-second meme. Like, that's some shit I'll play over and over just to abuse it, because I think it's funny. All right, a couple of headlines, and I, I'm, jury's still out on this one. I'm 
leaning no. I went to CPAC last year. I really don't want to go again. I'm probably not going to. Trump appear uh, to appear at CPAC for record 14th time breaks Ronald Reagan's record. His talk at this year's conference is set to take place between the 21st and the 24th. I can tell you it will not be the 24th. That's the day of the South Carolina. Um, that's the South Carolina primary. So I don't believe it'll be that 24th. It could be the 23rd, which would make sense, uh, which is a Friday. Uh, also could be easily the 22nd on a Thursday. I don't know the schedule yet. I can only tell you that uh, President Trump will be at CPAC. I would say there's a 99% chance I'm not going to be there because it was pretty cheesy. I, I don't really want to go again. It was a, that's a, it's a lot of travel and a lot of hassle and a lot of money for something that it's basically a bunch of dork Republicans stroking each other off and I don't want to be there for that. They're just all like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'd love Trump too now. I'm like, I was here last year. They're like, well, now we love him. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, I remember you people last year. What's Randy doing? Randy. Is that Randy? What are you doing? I hear you thumping around. What are you doing? That's okay. What are you doing? Getting ready to go. Where are you going? Well, at 2 o'clock I have to go because I'm doing the concession stand at the kids' school dance. Do you want to say hi real quick? Sure. Sit down on the couch. Okay. Sit down on that casting couch there. There's Oh, the light's not on. You could turn the light on if you oh, want. Oh, I left it upstairs. Okay, well, you just have bad lighting then. I guess I'm just going to be really dark. Look, guys, there's Randy. Hi. I don't know where the mic is. You should point. Oh, that's directionally. You got to point it at you. Hi, everybody. There you go. Hello. Happy Friday. There. Yeah. Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? There. Microphone. All right. So you're uh, you're going to the kids. Uh... I have red right here next to me. Yes, I see that. Don't <laughs> let him get on my clothes. I know. I'm moving your. Why do you have so many clothes in here? I got to hang them back up. Oh, There's red. Yeah, your ball. Does he have his ball? Yeah. <laughs> He is such a dork. <laughs> I see it. it. Wow, it's so cool. He's very, uh, it's very important that if you acknowledge he has a cool ball. Oh, don't throw it in here. He'll get I, crazy. Okay, yeah, um, okay. Anyway, so the kids have a dance today for school. And um, one of the other moms asked if I would come do the concession stands with her. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm about to go do. Oh. But first I was writing my wish list for my birthday because it's my birthday month. Ah, that's right. Well, you already have a trip, right? That's part mm -hmm. of your birthday. That's your big gift. Yeah, trip to Miami. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So we're going down Miami on the 29th. Mm -hmm. um, and we're staying till the 3rd or 4th. 4th? Sorry, I'm playing tug with red. That's okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the 3rd, 4th? Which fourth, day is it? It was the 4th. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little annoyed because... Well, okay, first I was very excited because Lisa from Kaylee sent us a king cake. Mm. which I was super excited about because we haven't gone. Yes. We didn't get one last year. No. And I don't know who, who knows this or not, but every year we used to get one from our fans. Yes. And they have a little baby hidden inside. I'm obsessed with finding the baby, and I save them all. I've got like five little babies mm -hmm. that I've saved up each year. I can't find the... I can't find the baby in this cake. Wow. And there's only like this much of the cake left. And I'm starting to stress out because like, what if they you forgot the baby. baby? No, I ate the baby. 
Did you did you accidentally eat the baby? I told you to chew slowly so you didn't eat the baby. Did you eat the baby? I am a warlord. You better not have ate the baby. Anyways. Because if it's not in this last little piece. I didn't eat the baby. I don't eat plastic. <laughs> That's some shit kids would do, not me. All right. Well, uh, I will let you get to it because I gotta I'm running out of time. I'm uh my plan is to do this dilly show today, mm-hmm. which I'm doing right now. We're going to switch over to Q&A Friday here in a minute after we play some President Trump videos. Uh-huh. Uh, and then and then I have to run to the bank really quickly. <laughs> and, uh, and upon returning, uh, I'm having a, uh, a cigar with Miguelifornia. So, oh, nice. That's how I'm spending my Friday. That sounds like a perfect Friday. Yeah, so I've, i got to run to the bank, and as soon as I get back, I'm, I'm calling Mike so we can have a cigar. Great. And then when you're good and relaxed, I can give you my birthday wish list. Yes. So that you don't go, uh, uh, no. Okay. Love you. Love you. All right. Take your dog. I'm going to get back to the show. He just got comfortable. Now I have to move him again? Yes. Okay. He stinks. All right, Red. Come say bye to everybody. <laughs> say bye, Red. He says goodbye to everybody. <laughs> He's such a... He's so... He just laid down. Yeah. He's such a twinkie. Okay. All right. Well, I love you guys. All right. Everybody, 300. Have a great weekend. Yes. And I will see you Monday. Excellent. Thank you, Randy. There she goes. Sliding out of her chair and out of the studio. No, not an online cigar, you fucking nerds. Usually I'll have a smoke and me and Michael chat on the phone. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? No, just talk on the phone and have a cigar. God, it's not complicated. All right, uh, President Trump is sitting down Sunday with Maria Bartiromo, but we are getting uh, teasers of that interview, and here's one of them right now. Should we be waiting for you to get back into office? You can't do a bad deal. The deal they're looking at is terrible. They're going to allow part of the deal. You know, they're not releasing the papers. That's always a bad sign. Nobody can get a hold of the papers. So they're going to release it Friday night. Why? Why weren't they releasing it earlier than that? Because it's no good. And it's no good for the Republicans. And frankly, any Republican that signs it should be ashamed of himself or herself. It's 5,000. You don't have to look beyond that because it's a very weak deal. But for for starters, they want to allow 5,000 people to come to our country like on a daily basis, they said? On a daily basis? 5,000 people? That's a lot of people. Why would Lankford be agreeing to that? I don't know. He's a very nice man. Maybe Mitch McConnell. I mean, he's agreed billions of dollars and trillions of dollars for projects that are Green New Deal. You know, I call it the Green New Scam. Uh, trillions of dollars for the Green New Scam. So that's maybe worse. I don't think there's anything you can do that's worse than a bad immigration deal. And they're doing a bad deal. You're better off not having a deal than having a bad deal. And that's what they're negotiating. 5,000, that's a, that's a lot of people coming in. Look, I had the safest border, the most secure border in our country, in the history of our country, and now we have the worst. We have the worst border in the history of the world. There's never been a border that allowed millions of people to come into a country, even a third world country. They'd fight them off, I always say, with sticks and stones. They'd fight them with sticks and stones. They're destroying our country, I, I and it's not it's- sustainable. And that was just a clip of my interview with President Donald Trump. The full interview will air this Sunday on Sunday Morning Futures. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Better not sign it, fucking Republicans. Then again, you never know what you're going to get when fucking uh, this weak-ass dork is in charge. Mike Johnson, 
the fallout goes on and on and on. And I am here this morning to beg of my colleagues to help us force the administration to take action. We have to stop this now. <laughs> there you go. At least he told the truth. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Um, okay. We played that. We're out on that. We're out on that. Just played that. Let me make sure I got my topics all handled. I ain't playing that one with the fat chick. I don't know what that is, but I'm not playing it. Just executive decision. I don't know what this fucking video is. Looks like a fat retard with her titties hanging out. I ain't playing that. I don't know what that is. I don't know why. I don't know what who made that. I'm not playing it. You guys can find out. Whose fucking Twitter page is that going to be on? Because it ain't going to be on mine. Who's, whose video of, of the fat fucking retard with her titties out did you try to get me to play? I ain't playing that. Who fucking made... I'm not making that. I'm not playing it. No. You can fuck off. Yeah, I'm not playing that. It was Bad Karma? Of course it was. Yeah, you guys can all visit Bad Karma's page if you want to see a retard with huge tits dancing. Yeah, I'm not playing that. Yeah, you guys can head on over to... Yeah, you can head on over to Bad Karma's page if you want to see a retard with fucking giant, enormous tits dancing around. Yeah, it ain't happening. I'm not fucking playing that. Delete. Gone. Yeah, it ain't happening. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what time of night he made that, but I know it wasn't fucking between uh, 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. There ain't no chance. He made that shit. I don't know when Bad Karma sat down to start making a meme with a retard with huge tits, but it had to have been late. I don't know what the fuck the Muppets meme you're talking about is. I'm not playing that either. I don't even know what that means. And by the way, I never do what the chat asks me to do. So if you ever wanted me to play something, don't fucking ask me to do it repeatedly in my chat. Yeah, not a chance. I don't even know what Muppets meme you're fucking talking about. I don't have a Muppets meme. Don't know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, billionaire Harvard University donor Ken Griffin said he has stopped financially supporting the university accusing elite institutions of creating whiny snowflakes. Finally, me and Ken Griffin agree on something. Yep, me and Ken Griffin agree that Harvard University uh, is full of whiny snowflakes and he's not giving them money anymore. It's about fucking time. It's about fucking time. Hey. What? I found the baby. Where was it? In the cake. Randy found the baby. baby. She found a tiny baby. It was in the cake. I'm king of the beans now. Okay. Wait, they can't see it from there. Look. Okay, fine. There's your golden baby. Ta-da! It's like a bronzed baby. It's a bronzed baby. Whee! There you go. Continue. Thank you, love. Oh, my God. There's a lot of people that ask me to play like what what you know what's funny is ask the meme team because this used to be a thing. You guys want to have like an inside baseball without memers outing themselves. How you in the meme team, you guys will admit this. There was a number of years they used to I would get memes from members. I go, I'm not fucking playing that. And they'd get super upset. Like I worked a really long time. I'm like, I don't have to tell you do better. 
so the reason I mentioned that is I, now I have fans that are like, play my meme. And I'm like, get fucked. I'm not playing that amateur ass shit. Like, I just, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not your mom and dad. I'm not rewarding your gay little fucking drawing and putting it on the fridge. It ain't happening. But this happens a lot. Like, the, it doesn't happen with the meme team really anymore, except for Hogman, because he likes to make a lot of fucking inappropriate memes. But back in the day, he used to, they'd come across my desk. I'd be like, I'm not playing that. Oh, why didn't you play my new? I worked really hard on that. I'm like, I didn't like it. And they'd be like, fuck. And I'm, I don't think. It doesn't really happen with the meme team anymore because they all pretty much throw nothing but fucking heaters now. Except for when Hogman makes rape memes. And then we don't, we don't play those. Yeah. Rihanna says I'm so consistent and so meme or mean. It's true. Yeah, I, I don't care. Like, I'm just like, no, that's shit. I'm not going to play it. Or that's too long. And I don't like the message it's sending. And I would just be, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm a motherfucker. It's like, because I know what you're capable of. And, and I also know good timing. And God bless the meme team because they're all thick skinned. So they were like, okay, well, how do I get my shit played? I'm like, tighten it up. Tighten it. Tighten up what you're doing. Get better at it. Eliminate the nudity and the, uh, eliminate the violence. Hogman. Hogman makes memes for himself now. Doesn't really make them for the show. He just likes to make a lot of them. He takes memes. This is how he works through This is hog, hog therapy includes making memes of violent scenes of movies involving death or rape and putting all the people he doesn't like on them. And then he doesn't publish them. He just watches them for himself to deal with it. That's how he does it. Yeah. Yeah, he likes to make memes of evil villains it from getting plowed from deliverance. That's what his thing is. That's that's his therapy. He's like, oh, you want another one, Joe Biden? Play. And you're just like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Mike, he sent you a top 10 list of his own memes. How did he send you a top 10 list of a fucking meme list that only had six memes? How's that work? How'd you get a top 10 list when there's only six memes ever made? <laughs> what that's not even possible you can't have a top 10 list when you maybe a top five out of six what were your top five best hogman memes well out of the six that he made it was these five right here <laughs> hey <laughs> hogman's number one on my <laughs> he's he's number one on my list of so you won't play it i'm like no here, Hogman, I gotta tell you though, dude, you got two speeds. I'll be straight up with you guys. Hogman only operates in two speeds. There's what the fuck is this, Hogman? Or there's holy shit, Hogman. And that's it. There ain't no in between. Every other member of the meme team, there's an in between. Hog operates just, it's two speeds. It's what the fuck, dude? Like, really? Or, oh my God, bro. Well, did you fucking make this? I did that to the poor bastard this summer. It was so funny. He made a meme that was so fucking good. I was like, who made this? They're like, hog. I'm like, no, but like, who? I was like, he made it. I was like, do you made this? You should be very fucking proud. He was like, thank you. Thank you. He's all happy and shit. I was like, dude, it's a fucking great meme. But he has only two speeds. He's either throwing heat or he's fucking, he's literally fucking, uh, what's his name? He's fucking Ricky Vaughn, dude. He's either, why? He's either, he's either throwing fucking strikes or he's throwing it in the stands. 
yeah, it's that's all he's got. It's either it's fucking 104 down the pipe or it's in the stands and it's hitting a baby. But that's all he's got. It's just he's wild wild thing. He's fucking Ricky Vaughn. Yeah, 100%, dude. That's <laughs> all he's got. All right, let's have a little fun. Let's answer some questions. Time for some Q&A Friday. God, do I need it? Yeah, I need a little Q&A Friday. What do you guys think? <laughs> Fucking Brandy's cold-blooded. She said mostly stands. <laughs> oh, wait, that was that stethoscope. Sorry, Brandy, Brandy did not say that. She's not mean. That was Astethoscope with his spindle. Why are you talking shit, spindly arms? Hogman's going to come over to your house and DDT you. You don't live that far from him. <laughs> spindly arms. Hunting and pecking with his fucking little tiny arms. Yeah, there you go. All right. Got a bunch of emails. Let's answer them. Let's go back in time and get some questions answered for you guys. Uh, about two months ago, you spoke about how you helped an architect negotiate a raise. Yes. Would you please go over the steps again? It would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, we'll keep it brief. Um, first things first, go out and start hunting for a job. When you find that job, tell them you want, in like basically, let's say the job, I'm going to use raw numbers here. If the job uh, is is saying, oh, this, you know, it's giving a salary range. And let's say your current job pays you 80, Okay. When you go to the new job, you tell them you make 90 and you want to have a pay raise. That'll put you at 100. That's how you get your 20%. So if you go in there and you always state probably 10% over what you actually currently make, and then you ask for 10% above that. That way, when you go back to your old job where you overstated what you make and you say they offered me 100, your job, if you decide you want to stay there, has to come up to 100 or at least to like maybe 90, 95, and then they say, don't switch and we'll offer you something else. But you overstate what you make. That's the, the key to the whole thing is increasing your market value by overstating what your existing income is and then asking for money beyond that. That way you're always negotiating from up above 20. So they might come back and go, well, we can't do 100. We could do 92. Is that enough to make you switch? But what they don't know is it's 12 grand over what you're currently making. And maybe that's an extra, you know, that's worth you doing it. So that's what you do. I'm just telling you, that's how you push it. I'm just using like round numbers. I don't, I don't care about whatever the number is. Could be 100, 150, 200. God bless you if you're in the 200s, 250s, 300s, huh? Push it up there. Come on. I want the whole chat making 300K a year. It's good life. All right, next question. What are some of your favorite Rick Ross songs? Thanks, Doms. Uh, well, obviously, Hustling. Yeah, you, Every Day I'm Hustling. Yeah, 100%. That's a Rick Ross song. Um, I really, let me think about this for a moment. Favorite Rick song. Actually, you know what? Look, this is, my audience is not going to know any of this music. So let me, uh, let me ex ex show you my Rick, favorite Rick Ross songs. Okay. Ricky Rose. There we go. So we will go through. A very brief Rick Ross uh, radio. Here we go. So this is obviously first. Right? Obvious. Okay, that's first. Number two, uh, it's up there. Oops, that's not, not Rick Ross. Sorry. It's a great song, though. 
Um, where's my other one? Uh, where's my? This is a great song. Yep, right here. It's another Rick Rick Ross song. This is Money in the Grave. Little Rick Ross with some Drake. Great song. Yeah. Got that? Money in the Grave. I mean, where the fuck should I really even start? Yeah. All right. Um, Let's see. There's another Rick Ross song that I'm looking for. I can't even remember. I'm off the top of my head right now, which is why I'm trying to find it. It was a feature. Mm. That's a hell of a song. Little DJ Khaled. I'm on one. Yeah, that's a that's a top that's a top five. Um, I'll give you one. I'll give you one or two more. Hold on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that that that. That French Montana song, yeah, that's gonna always be in the top top uh top five. Um, hold on. There's another song I'm missing. Yeah, there was one more I'm missing. Hold on. This one. This is probably one of my favorites. This is uh Rick Ross with Wale and Meek Mill. And this is probably one of my favorite Rick songs of all, uh, Rick Ross songs of all. Because I, I used to play this when I was broke as fuck. Yeah, so when I was broke as fuck, I used to zone out to this song. Because I knew I would eventually be successful. Yeah. So that that is called Ambition. And that is a uh, Meek Mill, Rick Ross, and Wale song. Love that, that that track. It's a good track. So there you go. There you go, Doms. Those are my favorites. Unfortunately, Rick Ross was unimpressive in concert. So, all right. Uh, talk about the animals. How's Sasha? Uh, oh, he's doing much better. Sasha is recovering nicely. He's uh, running around again. Uh, he's eating, jumping around, being his normal self. Still is a little bit, you can tell he's a little bit off still, um, but he is meowing. He got his uh, meow box back, so that's nice. And then the pets are awesome. The dogs and everything are good. Brent, I was in a bad accident in October, ended up with multiple pelvic fractures. What can I do to make my body stronger? Weight, weightlifting, uh, Betty. You got to start doing weightlifting. You need to hire a physical therapist, and then you need to help that, tell that physical therapist you want not just the basics, you want to be pushed. And the only thing that's going to compel the bones to get stronger is blood flow. And blood flow only happens from weight training. What's up, Randy? You want to put on coffee? What? No, I don't. Okay, fine. He almost died. He did almost die. Randy wants to show you guys the cat. Because his little... He's still shaved right here from when he was in the hospital. But he's doing better. Yes. He's been out all day today. Has he? Yeah, he's been wandering around. He even played with the dogs a little bit. Did he? Yeah. All right, there you go. Ta-da. Thank you, Randy. He's doing better. Yeah, he's a little bit, like you can tell he's just a little more chill and he gets he gets tired a little faster, but he's doing good. Yeah. Thank you, hon. Uh-huh. Weightlifting. 
Dilly, how can I possibly get someone to understand that grease down the drain will ultimately clog the pipes like cholesterol can clog arteries? Uh, I hear the explanation. It hasn't happened yet, to which I want to punch myself in the junk just to distract my ears. Um, yeah, if you put grease down your pipes, you're fucking stupid. Not to be an asshole. That's a great... I, I don't know why anybody would ignore you on that. Putting grease down your fucking kitchen sink, you're asking to spend thousands of dollars with my friend Jason Whitley on plumbing problems. I thought that was like... I thought that that was like universally known. Is, am I not... Is that not a universally understood rule that you don't put grease down the kitchen sink? I thought that was like, no? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck would be dumb enough to do that. I mean, if you want to make sure my friend Jason Whitley makes shitloads of money next year, all of you should put grease down your fucking sink. So go for it if you want to make sure J-Dub keeps balling out. Uh, my mom has been diagnosed with cancer. Please ask the 300 prayer warriors to pray for her. Healing and the chemo does not have major effects on her. Thank you. That's from uh, that's from Amy. So everybody pray for Amy's mom. My husband and I will celebrate 22 years of marriage today, which is February 2nd. He served 23 and a half years in the military. He's retired and I am now his sugar mama with a nine to five job. Congratulations, sir. And congratulations, ma'am, on your 22 years of wedded bliss. We started a small two-man crew construction business two years ago. What advice would you give us to uh, two, two years in that you wish you knew as a business owner? We build pole barns, decks, clear land, and with our skid steer. Um, okay. Two years into your business. Um, okay. Try to own as much as you can. Okay. Most business owners don't. Here's what happens is you end up leasing everything. You lease your equipment, you lease your fucking house, you lease your business, you lease your commercial spot. And then you're going to spend five years doing that and you're not going to own shit. And then around year seven, if you wanted to sell the business, your valuation of your business is going to be, it's only going to be predicated on how much work you're doing. The most significant thing anyone who owns a business can do is to own everything that is involved with the business. Own the equipment. Own the, f the biggest one. Number one is own the office. Own the real estate. You open a store, do everything you can to negotiate the purchase of that real estate. It is numero uno. Because if you own the physical location that your business is uh, operating out of, they value it when looking at the valuation by 10x instead of 5x. So just, you've got to own the fucking building. Own a building. If you can't own the building, buy some land, build your own fucking free, uh, freestanding building and incorporate your business at that location. Own the building, own the equipment. Those are the two biggest things I could tell you right out the gate for helping your business go to the next level.
here's a smart person right here. My boss owned a uh, uh, Western freight uh, liner in Kingdom Kingman. He sold it for $28.5 million, but he leased the land. He had them lease the land. That's smart. Yep. That's smart. You lease it back to them. Fucking killer. Then you got your passive income the rest of your life. Smart. But you got to own it. You must own. Must be yours. Here we go. Um... With a truck, did you ever consider wanting to get a diesel truck? You know, like a deuce and a half old. I don't, no, I don't like anything old. I don't like old shit. I don't care what it is. I'm not into old shit. Unless I'm collecting it on my shelves behind me, I don't like old shit. I especially don't like old vehicles. That's not my deal. I can appreciate them. I like to look at them and I can appreciate them. Oh, this is beautiful. Look at the paint. Look at the interior. Look at the engine. I don't like old shit. <clears throat> so... If I were ever going to own a truck, uh, there's only two types of trucks I would be interested in. Probably some type of a dually, right? A diesel, obviously. Or that fucking TRX. That's it. Those are the only trucks I'm interested in. Um, probably, I would probably do a, a big-ass fucking dually. That'd be sweet. But I don't like anything. I don't like old stuff because I don't like having to work on shit. I don't have the time. Maybe in a different life and if I was a different person, but I just don't have the time. Um, I like shit that works right when I touch it. I don't want to tinker. I'm not a fucking tinkerer at all. Anybody who knows me knows that. I'm like, I don't want to tinker. I want to touch it. I want it to fucking work and I want to get on with my life. I don't have time to do all that shit. Someone is that way and it ain't me. Uh, hello, Delia. I was going to ask you this a couple of weeks ago, uh, weeks from today, but if the Ravens won it all and Lamar won Super Bowl MVP along with the season's MVP, would that have helped him go down? No. No. Dom's your, first of all, what if my aunt had balls? She'd be my uncle. I'm going to tell you something, and I don't say this to be mean, Dom's. Okay. Lamar Jackson can't read a fucking defense. And I don't know the difference physically or career. I can't tell the difference between the path that Lamar Jackson's on and the career that Cam Newton just wrapped up. Not to be an asshole. I don't think Lamar Jackson, unless he ever learns how to read a defense, is ever going to beat Patrick Mahomes I don't think he's ever going to be able to deal with Josh Allen. You you had an all-time great defense this year and you had home field throughout the playoffs and you still lost to the Chiefs. I think Lamar Jackson the, the person is amazing and I hope he I hope he keeps refining his skills as a quarterback. But I don't see it as a, like, if you couldn't win with this year's squad, how the fuck are you going to win? Like, your defense doesn't get better after this year. Like, I don't know how you're going to, you just lost that incredible defensive coordinator you had. So I don't know how your defense is going to get better after it just lost the mastermind of it. So you're not going to be better defensively next year. You don't have a lot of explosive weapons on offense. And your quarterback 
really, if defenses play him with any kind of discipline, which is uh, gap contain and they and, and they don't over uh, over pursue, he's kind of useless. I mean, he's I don't know really, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be a dick. What's the fucking difference between how he plays and like what Kaepernick was doing back in 2013? So I, I don't see how you win. And the worst part is now you've got to deal with you got to deal with Mahomes, Josh Allen, and now you got Jim Harbaugh down in San Diego or fucking Los Angeles or whatever with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. So my feeling is that the window for Lamar Jackson is closing, not opening. I think you're always going to have good teams, and I think as long as he can't get to his second, third, and fourth reads and make those decisions really quickly, I think you're screwed. There. I I wish I could be nicer. I just don't see that. I don't, I, I've never really loved his game. I, th- I thought he's good, but I just don't, I don't know. Okay, Brendan, I uh, questions for you. I like dragons and wizards all my life. I grew up reading a lot of sci-fi and fantasy. Good friend who just uh, refound Jesus told me my dragon collection can go up to portals for demons. What? All right, I'm going to say this in a really direct and, and non-mean. I, I don't know how to not be mean, Rick. Listen to me, Rick. Your collection of dragons and like stuff that you think is really cool, you think it's a cool thing, it's not opening up portals for demons. Your friend's a fucking idiot. I hope your friend's watching this. Sir, if you told Rick that his dragon collection is opening up portals to demons, you're a fucking idiot, and you should immediately cease giving advice. Immediately, okay? I I don't know how to... I can't even kind of pretend to be nice on this one. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Rick, just just enjoy your dragon collection, dude. I Bro told him it opens up fucking demon portals. What the hell is wrong with people? And what's scary is Rick's an older guy, which means these are adults having a conversation. Trevor says, don't put dragon statues in your butt. <laughs> like this was a, this was an adult conversation between, between Rick and some other person. And the other adult told him his dragon collection is going to open up portals, portals for demons. Well, I mean, what? <laughs> it does sound kind of gay, doesn't it? Thank you, ass to mouth USA. That does sound pretty gay. <laughs> I just love that I have fans named ass to mouth USA who's like, dude, that sounds pretty gay. <laughs> All right, Rick, there's your question. You got it, got it answered. Uh, totally serious question here. If you fuck a Siamese twin, is that considered a three-way? What if they share the same plumbing? I feel like No. If they share the same plumbing, I feel like no. If there's if there's two, you know, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, if there's two there, then that's definitely like that's that's different and different, but if it's the same plumbing, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, that 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 just sounds like a nightmare cuz that means it's the same plumbing with two fucking different pain in the ass 
Yeah, no way. No, faster. No, slower. Faster. Which one should I listen to? Yeah, no thanks. What? How come people... I feel like... I feel like there's a lot of you that are really fascinated by, like, strange things that you shouldn't be doing. Like Phantom Shadow. Like, he's got an obsession with, with fucking nuggets. So... All right, let's keep going. I got a lot of questions today. What's the wildest thing you have ever prayed for and how did God answer that prayer? Wildest? I don't really pray for wild shit. I wish I had a better answer for you, Matt, but I don't have a good... that I've never prayed for wild shit. Dilly, love you. What do you think is the best group lesson for a four-year-old boy? My thoughts are boxing, wrestling, MMA, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, full stop. This is a, you want four-year... This is for self-defense? Jennifer, there is this will not be even debated in my chat. Jiu-jitsu. The end. The end. Four years old. If you put that kid in jujitsu now, that kid will be destroying everybody age 10 to fucking 15 in his school. It's it's jujitsu. It's not close. Anybody who knows anything about any type of mixed martial arts, fighting, or self-defense will tell you. Start with jiu-jitsu, master the ground, and then you add in uh, kickboxing, kung fu, and fucking boxing and shit later in, later on. But foundationally, at the core, at the fucking foundation level of fighting is jiu-jitsu. And it will make every other level of, uh, of, of self-defense easier to apply and learn and uh, and will make your son uh, a much much better fighter. Yeah, not close. It's jujitsu. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Brazilian jujitsu is the shit. Uh, holy fuck, that's a long uh, email. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to answer. Husband and I have worked very hard for eight years now to create a food forest. <coughs> We've literally turned our limestone into soil with a combination of compost, uh, building our greens, browns rotating and sifting, going to the mulch yard, getting truckloads for free, constantly planting cover crops. Okay, where's the question here? Uh, we, work, we work on our bodies constantly while taking care of our homestead. We also sunbathe 15 minutes twice a day to get our core nutrients we need from the sun. Even during the winter, we take our pill vitamins we eat cleanly, always cooking at home, and drink only filtered water from our well. The husband and I have become intermittent fasting fiends over for over three years now, but we might be doing it wrong. Is it bad that we only eat once or twice a day within that window and nowhere in between? Is there some period of time during that fasting you're supposed to eat three meals a day? No, because we do not miss all the eating and we're not in a bad way about it. No, no. There's absolutely nothing in um, your digestive tract that... Uh, that uh, requires multiple meals a day. So just throw that out. No, nope, you're doing it all correctly. Intermittent fasting is meant to be where you can do it and then you've got your eating window. And if you decide you want two meals, great. If you want three meals, awesome. If you want five meals and you just little meals, that's fine. Or you do one. Doesn't matter. Anybody telling you different doesn't know shit. There you go. Um... I'm in my 50s and I have typical aches and pains. 
Though I cope with chronic, frustrating autoimmune diseases, I try to be healthy as possible with holistic and minimally evasive methods. I'm constantly trying to figure out how to combat aging with clean diet, varieties of exercises. But at what point does an individual admit he's just old and needs to accept it? Never. Never. I mean, you can, look, I can't, I can't tell you how to live your life. The only thing I can tell you is you can, you can be old and healthy and have a high quality of life, or you can be old and sickly with a low quality of life. That's it. Hold on. I think the lighting, the lighting is bad right now. I think, hold on here. Let me put this. Everybody remember to put this back on their uh, screenshot that. Okay, it got a little dark in here for some reason. I don't know if I dropped that light down too far. There we go, that's a little better. That's a little better. Um, but yeah, you're going to age no matter what. Giving up is totally up to you. Um, I don't know. I don't think you ever give up. I, you're going to, because here's the thing is think about all the old people you know that gave up and all the fucking health issues they have. Constantly in and out of hospitals, taking fucking 12 different prescription pills. Fuck that, dude. Stick to what you're doing. I think what you have to do is you have to modify your expectations. At some point, aesthetics are nice, but really it's about health. It's about feeling good, and it's about extending your life, your quality of life. Does that make sense? Like, at some point, your vanity kind of has to be secondary. It's like, look, yes, I want to look attractive and stuff, but I'm doing this because I want to continue to be able to use my legs and walk on the beach and fucking climb rocks and do shit that... What is a must-have food to enjoy watching the Super Bowl? Uh, there's a lot of them, but I think you absolutely have to have some type of chips and dip. Like, that's a prerequisite for any party. Hi, Dillian team. Uh, Randy recently posted some beautiful wedding photos of you two on your special day. I would not expect anything less than a perfect Dilly wedding. Is there any advice you would offer to someone getting married regarding catering, venues... Um, keep it small. So you're getting hitched on November 9th. We got hitched on November 6th. The best thing that Randy and I did was we only invited our immediate family. So I think we had like 11 or 12 people there. And then we had a, our, our very good friend, Miguelifornia is the one who actually married us and was also the live music. That's the best thing. I can, That's what was right for us. Because otherwise it becomes about the event and it's stressful and awful. And our wedding was about us. So we had a nice, cute venue. The kids were there. Our parents were there. And that was it. No friends, no best man, no fucking whatever the other best bitch is. Or what do they call them, girls? What's best bitch? Best fucking first clam or some shit? What's that? Is it a bride, bridesmaid? Bridemaid? Senior bridesmaid? like primary, what do they call that bitch? What's it called? What's her fucking name? The chick that fucking stands there and secretly wants to fuck your husband. What's that girl's name? Maid of honor. There you go. Fuck that. You don't need one of those either. She's just trying to scheme to suck off your husband. After, you know, you're going to have too much to drink and dance and she's going to try to blow him in the back. Yeah, you don't want, forget her. You don't need one of those. You don't need one of those. Just fucking... Yeah, you don't need that. You just, it's you, it's your kids, it's your, or if you don't have children, it's you, it's your parents, your siblings, 
And then that's it. And then you don't need those other motherfuckers up there stealing your fucking glory. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be up there and stealing your glory. Like, ladies, I get it. Why would you want to bring other competition onto that? Especially, like, let's say you're not attractive. No offense. But, like, not everybody's a fucking 10. Why would you want your, your fucking best friend, who's like a total dime piece, to stand next to you at your wedding? Don't do that. Don't do that. I wouldn't fucking do that. If I had some stud Adonis that was like fucking 6'3 and svelte, legs like, oh, I want to be your best man. I'd be like, fuck you, pal. You can sit in the fucking bleachers. You're not going to stand next to me. So I have a bunch of pictures making me look like a piece of shit. Go look at all the weddings you've seen recently. Any wedding. I don't give a fuck the wedding. Pick a fucking wedding. And what happens when you get attractive groomsmen and bridesmaids? It makes the other people look fucking terrible. I laugh at it every time. Like you get that little pudgy fucking wedding like the the bride she's so excited she brings her smoke show cousin the slut that wants to fuck half the fucking audience and everyone's just staring and they're like dude i want to fuck that first whatever that girl is the first bitch or first honor bride bride maiden of honor is that what it is maiden of honor what a dumb name maid of honor maiden of honor what are they called anyway the fucking slut that stands next to the bride you don't want one of those just clear out the gallery. Everybody sit in the fucking bleachers. I'm getting married. She's getting married. The rest of you motherfuckers sit over there. We're over here. You sit the fuck over there. All right? Yes, Trevor, the primary portal. I get it. <laughs> but yeah, you put them over there. You don't want that. You don't need competition. Of all days, you want competition on your wedding day? You want that kind of competition on your wedding day? You want to have to look at those photos where you are very obviously 20 pounds heavier than your first captain or whatever the fuck she's named. And then you're going to be like the rest of your life. The first thing people are going to say the rest of your life is, oh my God, who's that chick? Who's the third from the right? And then what? You're, it's your day and everyone will look at the picture and they're going to be like, oh my, who the fuck is that? They're like, did you see my dress? Like, oh yeah, that's nice. That's nice. But who's, dude, she got some fat tits like your whole life your whole fucking life you just gave yourself a fucking a, a giant fucking like it's, it's a complex it's your it's a complex same for the dudes i have a bunch of buddies i'm only five nine most of my closest friends are taller than i am i gotta fucking go up there with my buddy who's six three looking down on me like i'm a little guy i'm all ah, i'm getting married like don't why would you do that to yourself so everyone can notice they're like god i never noticed how short you were you're like yeah, it's because I'm a dumbass. I put myself next to this fucking giant human being. Don't do that. Why would you do that? Fucking sit down. You can go sit over there. The only reason it was okay for Miguel Forney to do it because he was marrying me and Randy. So it was appropriate. And it was actually better because he's elevated because he's like, you know, doing his stuff and he's reading down and it looked right. But I'm not going to have some fucking giant dude standing next to me and me and my wife look ridiculous. She's short as shit. I'm not fucking tall. I'm like average height at best. Yeah, you can't do that. There's a lot of you that don't think shit through. You're just like, you just go with whatever humanity's been doing and you don't ask questions. You're like, ah, I got three grooms, man. It's going to be great. And they're all better looking than you. You're all balding and shit. Look like you're fucking fat, balding. This guy's on fucking copious amounts of steroids. He played in the NFL. Next dude's a doctor fucking plastic surgeon full head of hair looks like a stud you're up there fucking uh, my bed friend. like yeah dude 
Are you shitting me? No one noticed you. You just lost. We lost you now, pal. You're not even, you might as well not even be up there. Anyway, that's just my opinion. I don't know. I don't know shit about weddings, but was, that's my wedding advice. I feel like I took that answer and kind of ran with it. My wife, uh, she appreciated that. Um, uh, Amanda, your question. If I don't talk about people anymore on my show, it, and there's a lot of them through the years, it means they're not associated with me at all. So that, that should clear that up. Uh, good afternoon, Brennan. You mentioned some of your favorite comedians in the past. How do you feel about Rodney Dangerfield? He's hilarious. He's really funny. Um, I don't recognize the second guy off the top of my head. That Stephen Wright. I mean, I've probably seen him, but I don't know. Um, you know who I'm going to see tomorrow? I'm, me and Randy have tickets already. Uh, very excited. We are going to see... Uh, what's his fucking name? Hold on, I'll tell you. I'm going to see Steve Byrne tomorrow. Yeah, B-Y-R-N-E. Steve Byrne. We've got tickets to see Steve Byrne tomorrow night. So that'll be good. But yeah, Rodney Dangerfield was fine. He's not my favorite, but he was fun. He was good. Thank you, Randy, for the sandwich. And uh, our Patriot Cigar sponsor says, I must be talking about Moabs a lot because he got 14 14 orders of Moabs alone just uh, this week from us. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that's hilarious. Alan just texted me. He goes, you must be talking about Moabs a lot. He's like, I'm selling the shit out of them. All right, let's keep going. We got more questions. I know you guys love good question uh, Q&A Friday. Um, uh, you want the information on how to phone bank? I just put it on the screen. I will do it again for you right now. Um, all right, let me see if I got more questions or we almost, oh, we got a few more. We got a few more questions. Okay. Hang on. We're not done. Um, happy Friday, Dilly. Uh, do you have any special plans for Super Bowl Sunday? Do your kids and Rihanna like watching sports as much as you do? Um, my oldest, Sophia will sit and watch sports with me. Randy will sometimes if it's her team and if we're in person. Randy really, she doesn't want to admit it, but Rihanna loved watching the 49ers in person. She loved it. She was hooked. She was like, fuck, because they're a really good team. They're very likable. They're all like really good people. Um, so yeah, Randy was like, fuck. She didn't want to admit that though because she's a Seahawks fan, but she was very much impressed. So, yeah, she's she's very ashamed of that, but it's okay. She had a blast. She enjoyed it more than any Seahawks game she's ever been to. So, that's okay. Um, but uh, any special plans? No. I like to watch the Super Bowl in my own house. I'm not really a big fan of going to parties because then I have to listen to guys with stupid opinions on sports give them, and I'm not trying to hear that, especially if it's my own team. If it's your shitty team, I'll go and I'll watch and I'll just eat food and not give a fuck. But if it's my team, I don't want to hear your dumb opinions. So I prefer watching it just with my family. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Um, do, you, do you guys uh, make your dog food? No. Have you ever had to deal with kennel cough? No. Any recommendation? 
Go to your veterinarian. I don't know, bro. I don't make my own dog food. I think Randy did for a little while. Like, it's like a lot of work. And I don't know shit about kennel cough. I'm not a veterinarian. Brennan, thanks for your encouragement to live healthier and better. I haven't had a beer since New Year's Eve. Congratulations. Since you pointed out that there's estrogen, it causes estrogen to rise. Yes. I'm wondering if that is one of the reasons why I have moobs. Yes. My question is this. Is there an exercise I can do to turn moobs into muscle or at least make them go away? Um, yes. So there are high amounts of estrogenic shit um, in most foods. All right. Let's just start there. If you're a guy and you've got bitch tits, moobs, as you called them, there's three ways really to get away, get rid of, clear that up. Number one, fat loss. You got to lose weight, bro. Um, you got to lose weight. There's not a, another way of saying it. Drop the pounds and the fat will shrink off of your chest. Number two, you want to eat cleaner diet. You want to stay away from es- highly estrogenic foods, less fucking refined carbohydrates, less sugars, less flour, okay? But when it comes to um when it comes to getting rid of that, ultimately there is nothing that's more effective than dropping weight. If you've got moobs, you probably realistically got to drop somewhere between 12 and 20 pounds. Stay the fuck away from soy. Yes, correct. Thank you, Hugh White. That, I thought that was like a given. Stay the fuck away from soy, but yes, um, you want to stay away from high carb, high high fat, high sugar bullshit. So yeah, there you go. You can get them off though, bro, and you'll feel a million times better. My son, single dad of two, he just got a notice on his two-bedroom apartment that they are raising his rent 200 bucks a month. He can afford it, but it's a piece of crap two-bedroom apartment that is hardly worth what he is paying now. If I could manage to help him with a down payment on a house, is now the time to do it? Or do we hold tight for another year and wait for a turnaround? Thank you. Okay, so Brenda, I don't know where you live, honey. So it's really hard for me to give advice on this. Um... I can't give you any advice on this without knowing your location, at least the state. Um, generally speaking, I can't, I can't answer it. It depends on where you live. Uh, Cause some places now is totally fine to buy and it'd be smart. And a lot of other places, it would be a terrible idea. Like I want to live in Florida worse than anything you can imagine. And I'm not buying in Florida right now. You have to wait. I have to wait. I'm waiting because it's impossible right now. And, and that is trying to catch a falling knife. I'm not fucking doing it, okay? So if, if you live in Florida, I'm steering clear because there's going to be a shitload of buys in about six months. If you live in a different state, like even like a Georgia, um, Texas, there's some other areas where it might be worth buying. It just depends on the location, okay? So I can't answer I can't answer that right now. Um, There's certain places that it is absolutely the right time to buy right now. And there's other locations where you should fucking absolutely not buy. So it just depends. Uh, If you clarify, I can give you a better answer. Um... 
This is not, Bruce, you want to know who made this? This is Gypsy Punk Leather. They were never a sponsor of the show. They're just fans. That's who made that. They're amazing. She's awesome. Um... Hey, Tula, the person that you just blocked uh, on Rumble for mentioning a hang glider, please go ahead and unblock them. They wrote me a nice email. They just didn't know. And that person, it, the, by the way, person who wrote me that email, it's because we get trolls that constantly are pushing on um, subjects that they, they're trying to be like, it's like tapping. So unfortunately for you, you missed uh, about seven months worth of explanation and shows. But it's our problem, so she's gonna she's gonna take care of you, okay? Tula's gonna un, unblock you. Um, but yeah, we we get a lot of trolls that are asking about hang gliders, and uh, and that's why we don't tolerate it. We just block. So, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, no no worries, dude. It's all good. We'll, we'll get you back in there right now. <laughs> no worries. That was an honest mistake. Tula, did you take care of that for me? I didn't see if you responded. I want to make sure that guy gets immediately let back in. I'm waiting to see if Tula saw who it was and, and put him back in. He didn't know. She did? She took care of it? Okay. I think she did. Oh, you gave a timeout? Okay, so it expired then? Well, untimeout him then. Yeah, he didn't know. Um, okay. What's your favorite breed of dog? Oh, you got a bunch of cute dogs. Okay, um, I don't know. I've had great dogs through the years. I've been very fortunate. Uh, my first dogs, uh, well, I had a, a little tiny beagle dachshund when I was a little kid. Love that dog. And then as an adult, um, I had my Rottweilers from the time I was 19 until I was 32. Um, and those were great dogs. I love my Rotties. Uh, Sir Robert the Bruce is amazing. Randy had a pit bull that we absolutely loved and adored. Um, I couldn't pick one. That's a tough question. I think that, I think that they all did different things in my life. Um, I think that like red is, is probably one of the most easygoing dogs. Cause he's a Labrador. Everybody, you know, he's a big sweetie pie. I really appreciated having Rottweilers back when I had small, tiny little kids because I didn't have to ever worry about someone coming in my house. Um, I don't know. I don't have a favorite breed, man. I just, uh, I love dogs. I mean, I, I'm kind of, I've had a variety of them. Great Pyrenees are amazing dogs. Amazing, amazing dogs. So Robert, so Robert the Bruce is probably the most unique dog I've ever owned because of his personality. So, yeah. Yeah, all, I mean, I, I, every dog I've had has been pretty, I've been, feel, I felt very blessed to own. So, and they've been a lot of fun. Oh. And... Again, uh, sometimes everybody always asks about former memers, different people. Again, 
if I don't mention somebody, it's because they left on terms that were less than good. And it and I just choose to be graceful about it. So if I'm grace, if I don't talk about people, whether it's former memers or former, I, mean, I don't really have any co-hosts, but like if it's anything like that, it's because I don't participate or engage with them at all. And I don't want to be put in a position to like speak on anything negatively because I don't need to. So a lot of questions from people who I, I, and I appreciate, I get it. You guys don't watch every single day. So you pop in, you watch like once, twice, you pop out, you come back again. Maybe you watch three times. I understand. So it's probably hard to keep up with, but yeah, the bottom line is people I'm on good terms with. I'll still talk about people. I don't want anything to do with. I won't mention. So that's generally how I go. And that's just because I just don't want to be a piece of shit. And sometimes I'm not necessarily on bad terms either. Sometimes it just doesn't, I don't want to answer the same questions over and over. Um, uh, Mindy says, I have a present for Meatball. I bought him a wonderful book called I'm a Booger. Treat me with respect. Should I send it to him immediately or should I wait until the Florida primary or some other big occasion? Nah, you should send that to him immediately. Yeah, if you get to send it to him and just, that way he has his book. He'll appreciate it. Uh, yep, somebody sent me a link to uh, a, another article about God made Trump, uh, this time from NPR, and they can uh, blow me. So, all right. I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. I'm not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican rhino sellout scumbag globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.